0: You're listening to The Preaching Podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Take your Bibles if you would tonight, and I want you to turn over to Daniel chapter number 6. Daniel chapter number 6 here this evening. Daniel chapter 6 and when you find your places let's all stand together for the reading of the Word of God tonight. Daniel chapter 6. I knew this was my kind of church when I walked in. I saw the guitars down here in the front and uh, we just need to get some banjo and mandolin players and get somebody blowing on a jug and get the washboard tub and (laughs) we can have us a Good time, that's for sure. Daniel chapter number six, and we'll start there. Daniel chapter six, verse number one. The Bible says, It pleased Darius set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom, and over these three presidents whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them. The king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because he was handsome and good-looking like Ranger Walker. (laughs) No, it doesn't say that. It says this Daniel was preferred because of his charismatic spirit. No, because he had a lot of money. No, why was he preferred? Because he's real smart. No. It said, because an excellent spirit was in him. What kind of spirit do you have? We brought you up here one by one. Had the people that know you best rate you. One to ten on your spirit. What would they say? They say basement. Would they say 100%? What would they place on you? He was preferred because an excellent spirit that's small s man's spirit and the king thought to set him over the whole realm because of that excellent spirit heavenly father we thank you for this unbelievable example of a man that had an amazing spirit and how you used him to make a difference i pray that you'd help us to be challenged by it and that we would be better because of it we ask these things in your precious name amen you can be seated pastor once said i spend more money on the ladies of my church than any other group why is that preacher he said because they tend to carry the spirit but i was referred to ladies as the holy spirit of the home because girls are usually the cheerleaders at least when i was a kid girls were cheerleaders not boys okay and uh why because they got that hoorah spirit about them and well you know we need a good spirit an excellent spirit in fact the only way to make a difference in the world is to have an excellent spirit you hear me? I won't say that again. The only way to make a difference in this world is to have an excellent spirit. Daniel was preferred because of his spirit. He was a MVP player. Anybody here ever received a MVP award? You ever got one? Anybody here? Well, John's got an MVP award. He a big baseball player got mvp right right here what'd you get it in knitting oh wow no i'm kidding no you said wrestling yeah he looks like he'd be a good wrestler okay good 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 we got one back here that's good what'd you get it in baseball okay good 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 good. great and uh, well that's that means we couldn't have made it without you huh MVP, Most valuable player. Like like we would not have made it to the championship. We wouldn't have won the trophy if it hadn't been for you. You were a key player, a key individual, if you would. MVP. I've never won an uh, MVP award in sporting events. But Daniel was a preferred MVP player because of his spirit. See, the... Small s spirit, that's the thinking, motivating, feeling part of man. That's your temper, your disposition of mind, your attitude, your spirit. You know, some people are up and down like a roller coaster. Some day they're positive and they're on top side, and the next day they're in the basement. They're not consistent. Well, this temper, this disposition, in fact, it is spoken of Elisha. In 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse number one, 9, it says, Elisha wanted a double portion of Elijah's spirit. And that's small s, his spirit. He said, I want a double portion of that. Does anybody want to be like you? Huh? Does anybody want to be like you? Elisha wanted to be like Elijah. So much he said, I want a double what that is. Huh? Daniel was preferred because of his spirit. Man, see, your spirit's what makes the difference. Let's consider for a moment what was going on in Daniel's life at the time these scriptures were written. Uh, King Nebuchadnezzar was the Saddam Hussein of his day, and he surrounded Jerusalem with troops. He had cut off the food and the water supply and was starving the Jews out. Nebuchadnezzar was known for torturing his captives. And the situation in the city was so desperate, they were at the point that the citizens were eating their animals, their pets. I mean, thinking about cutting up champ into steaks and eating him. It's like, well, that's so far removed from my thinking. And people say, like, oh, I'd never do that. Oh, you don't know what you'd do if you had been in this situation, dying okay and they were eating their pets eventually eating each other okay this was bad and some of the people tried to escape they were captured the leader's sons were slain in front of his eyes and they burned out his eyes after they murdered all of his children daniel probably saw his parents killed no doubt i'm sure if he would have had a pastor he would have been beheaded and burned at the stake his temple was decimated This is what was taking place when Daniel was taken captive as a teenager. Some were made eunuchs, as was the case of Daniel and his friends. The captives were stripped naked. They were chained with this city burning. Daniel began a long trek to his new home. Daniel marched barefoot, 600 miles, naked and in chains to Babylon, where his name would be changed. His language would be changed. The customs and everything was different there. He would live to serve Babylon. He'd never have a wife or children. He would never see his hometown again. But yet, in spite of all this, unbelievable as it seems, the queen of Babylon said that Daniel had an excellent spirit. That's amazing to me. Now think, even after all that, you think, I've been through hard times. and You know, I was mistreated. Not like this. Not like if Daniel can have an excellent spirit, will God help us? Daniel's walk with God gave him an excellent spirit. Daniel chapter 6 and verse number 10. Turn there right quick if you would. Daniel chapter 6 and verse number 10. The Bible tells us about his walk with God. Daniel chapter 6, verse number 10. It says, now Daniel knew that the writing was signed. And he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber towards Jerusalem. And he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. He didn't change. He had to walk with God. That's what gave him a good spirit. If you know somebody's got a good spirit, they walk with God. You know somebody that's consistent in their spirit, they walk with God. What is the evidence of an excellent spirit? What will an excellent spirit do for you? Well, I'm glad you asked me. I'm going to tell you. Number one tonight, it'll give you strength to overcome. Look over in Proverbs chapter 16 and in verse number 32. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse number 32. The Bible says, He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit, small s, than he that taketh a city. See, Proverbs sixteen thirty two 32 tells us that if you've got an excellent spirit, it's going to give you strength to overcome. See, the real hero is the person who can control his attitude. Well, that's not easy to do. huh? When things don't go your way, or you're disappointed, or, you know, I, I was at um, the ranch, and um, there, was a, we had a, there was a boy's home there, and... One of the families to help run the ranch for the wayward boys they just moved into a new house and they hadn't even unpacked and they went away for a couple days take a little break and then they're going to come back unpack into the new home there at the ranch while they were gone the house caught on fire burnt to the ground they lost everything all their keepsakes all the pictures all the everything that meant, just imagine if while you're sitting here at church, your house burns to the ground and you lose it all. Wow. Well, I come over to their table where they were sitting, thinking I was going to be an encouragement to them, Brother Nathan. I was going to shake their hand, going to try to just encourage their hearts. But you know what, Brother Chris? They were sitting there smiling real big. And as I began to talk to them, their last name was Hall. I said, Brother Hall, I said, I'm so sorry to hear about what happened. Oh, what a tragic thing. And he said, brother, he says, it's all right. It's just a bunch of stuff. And his wife was sitting there smiling too. And she said, yeah, she said, we're just glad we weren't in it. And then the teenage daughter, she was over there just about to have a fit. Oh, man, my phone was in there and it melted. Oh, my charger's gone and oh, my. No, she wasn't. You know what? She didn't. He's just smiling and saying, it's going to be okay. God knows. Well, they encouraged my heart. I am thinking, wow, unbelievable. What was it? It was their spirit. Their excellent spirit helped them overcome, gave them strength to overcome. They could have been disheartened. They could have been complaining. They could have been griping. They could have been, woe is me. But instead, because of their spirit, they were thanking God. We weren't there. Thank God. It's just stuff. Thank God. Hey, that right there makes a difference. You are no better of a Christian than the spirit that's in you. Huh? Oh, yeah. An excellent spirit. Daniel was preferred. Man, he was chosen, number one, because of that spirit. Number two, an excellent spirit. It'll cause you to speak kind words. The Bible says in Proverbs 15 and verse number four. Proverbs chapter 15, verse number four. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. Your tongue, you see that? If you've got an excellent spirit, you'll speak kind words. You got an excellent spirit, man, you'll be a blessing to somebody. If you got a bad spirit, you'll have a bad mouth. If you got a bad spirit, you're always trying to poke, always trying to you know, make your little comments, get your little jabs in there and say things to stir up the stink amongst the family whenever you get together for an event. Always poking, always jabbing, always got to make yourself look good. Yeah, yeah, those kind of people. Why? Because your spirit's broken. See, when people got a broken spirit, they'll have a perverse tongue and they'll hurt. Oh, yeah, man. See, if somebody's got an excellent spirit, they'll make visitors feel welcome. Oh, yeah. You ever been to a church and you feel like you invaded somebody's social club? You ever been out on vacation and you go to church and it's just like, man, alive? We ain't ever going back there. I'm telling you what. But, see, a church is not supposed to be a social club of relics that are on display. church is supposed to be a hospital, a place for people to come to get help and healing and strengthened and encouraged. Oh, Yeah somebody's got an excellent spirit, they'll make visitors feel welcome. They'll go around, they'll shake people's hands, and they'll talk to them and be friendly to them, and especially boy brother um, Nathan in the youth group. I taught our teenagers, if somebody comes in, what do you jump up? You go up to them, and you greet them, and you invite them to sit with you, and you be so you be warm and friendly as though you knew them your whole life. Now, that's not natural for a lot of people. Well, that just ain't me. Well, put it on. There's some things you should put on, and some things you should put off. And if you've got an excellent spirit, you put that on. And you say, "Man, I'm going to be friendly." And it's out of my wheelhouse, but that's all right. I'm going to get up. I'm going to be friendly. And we reached the boy one time, uh, and and he came in. He was a preacher's son. They had been through a bad situation in the church. The deacons kicked him out. It got ugly, and. He got bitter and he was a rebel and he'd come in wearing his black leather attire and he looked like Fonzie on Happy Days. Had his hair slicked back, white t-shirt. I mean, Fonzie came in. Well, you know, whenever he came in, do you know what we did? We didn't We didn't laugh, didn't poke, didn't, no, no. You know, what my kids did, they got up, went over to him. Hey, what's your name? Man, we're glad you're here. He expected, you know, he's trying to get some attention and he did but we looked over that we looked past it and realized for him to come in you know when you see kids come in they're dressed all gothic you know boys got fingernail polish on and it's like some wild stuff out there there's something going on in their life they need some help they need somebody to love them and just take them where they are and try to reach them we're not gonna, gonna condone them and we're not going to uplift that type of dress and attitude and spirit, but we're going to try to reach the heart. And so we reached that boy, and he started coming around. And you know what he said to me whenever I saw him? He grew up in the church, married one of our teen girls. He's a deacon. He's an usher. And every time he sees me, he comes up and he hugs my neck. He says, thank you, Ranger Walker. He said, because you love me. Because you accepted me where I was you reached my heart thank you thank you oh yeah I'm so glad that my teenagers had an excellent spirit to reach him because they're the ones that will make a difference uh, those kind of people that they have an impact see you'll find out what kind of people's spirit is when you come to church and you find out that something's been changed or altered and didn't even vote on it why whenever I was a kid our church had a long shotgun auditorium and everybody was prone to sit in the back that's why I love these fan-shaped auditoriums you can't get too far away and they were always making a run for the back and those back row seats was premium you had to get there early to get the back row seat well the preacher got tired of it it's like this vast gap between him and everybody and so I thought it was a good idea myself as a child we come into church and he roped off all the back rows. Took some rope and just tied them up where people couldn't get in. That forced everybody to come into the front half of the church and they easily could have filled up the front two or three rows. But he just did the back half. And my daddy was a, a greeter, an usher there, and he was in the back greeting people. You should have heard it. When people came in, they come into church, what in the world? Those people, that got there early because they had to get there early to get that back row. what in the world? I, who roped off these? Who roped these off? And my daddy says, well, the preacher did. What? Who does he think he is? Well, I tell you what. that I, Man, they just had a holy conniption fit. Man, they were fussing and fuming. Buddy, they laid down their Christianity and they was just ready to fight. And I saw how ugly and mean. You know what? That shows you people's spirit Hmm? see somebody's got an excellent spirit is going to come in and say well it's about time I wonder how long it took the preacher to try to force us up front if I was a preacher I'd want everybody to be down front too I can see it well hey let's go down I'm glad he had guts enough to do it see the difference somebody's got an excellent spirit they can handle it somebody's got an excellent spirit they're not going to stir up the stink Somebody's got an excellent spirit, they'll speak kind words. You got an excellent spirit, look over in Proverbs chapter 15, verse number 3. Proverbs 15, 3 says, um, the eyes of the Lord, wait, that's the wrong one. Proverbs 15, 13, yeah, I was looking at the wrong one. Proverbs 15, 13, a merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. See, if you got an excellent spirit, you're going to have a happy face. You won't look like you're sick. Huh? You got a happy face. That's your countenance, the form, the look, the appearance up there. Whenever my family traveled with me, Joe was really good at smiling. He was a big smiler. Everybody always commented about little Joe who he could just tear up a mandolin. And uh, they would say, man, we love to watch your boy play the mandolin and sing. And was he a super? no just because he smiled he just looked like he was happy he looked like he enjoyed doing what he was doing your countenance it reveals what's inside huh and if you've got a good spirit you're gonna have a happy face and you're gonna smile and you know you'll find out about people whenever that the youth pastor tells everybody hey we want the teenagers to sit in front teenagers are sitting in the back all the time they're getting in trouble they're texting and if you're not sitting with your parents you're going to need to sit right up here in these front three rows we're going to have a teen section you'll find out real quick about people's spirit it's either going to be one of two things all right what does he think he is hitler oh how hitler yeah you're just gonna tell everybody what to do where they got to sit and all that kind of are you really how sorry you are that you're going to you ought to thank God that you got a, a youth pastor that's willing to say, hey, I want the kids to sit out front. I want them to pay attention. If they going to the ball game, they wouldn't be sitting in the back. They'd just want to sit down in front. Man wanna get in. The reason why you don't like it is because your kids control the home and they want to sit in the back and they want to get on their cell phone. They want to text and they want to do all their social media and nonsense. And hey, when you come to church, that phone ought to be cut off. It ought to be shut down. or not to even let them bring it. In fact, it'd probably be better if they didn't have one. How did I get on that? Man, pretty. Well, watch this somebody's got an excellent spirit they're gonna be like hey that's good if you're not sitting with me you ought to be down front that way i ain't gotta worry about you huh you know the sunday school teacher what reviews your spirit missionary shows up the preacher did not forgot to tell or maybe it was unplanned and he tells the sunday school class to all the teachers hey we're gonna have a combined sunday school and the missionary is going to be showing some slides. And I want everybody to be in the auditorium. A Sunday school teacher has got an excellent spirit is going to be, hey, kids, guess what? Today we've got a missionary. And he is taking the gospel to the regions beyond. And we are going to get to see the pictures of where he's going. And, man, this is going to be so exciting. So my lesson, i won't save it for next week and that's going to give me extra time to prepare and get even more ready, and uh, we're going to go in there and listen to him. See, that's what somebody with an excellent spirit's going to do. That's the kind of a team player that you need. That's the kind of a Sunday school teachers that'll build a church. But those that'll tear it down, this is what they'll do. What? You mean I got up this morning and looked over my Sunday school lesson for five minutes, and I've got a And and the preacher didn't announce it. He didn't tell us. And we got to... All right, kids. We get to go to the auditorium and listen to some boring missionary. See, that's sorriness. That's a low-down, good-for-nothing, sorry person that wants to stir up the stink and they got a bad spirit and they ought not to even be teaching Sunday school, be an example to a child that that kind of... No, no. Your spirit. Or your kids pick up on that. And see... Those things that happen reveal your spirit. Oh, you'll never build a church. You'll never make a difference. You'll never have an impact with a rotten spirit. But those who have an excellent spirit, they make the difference. Daniel was preferred. You want to get promoted? Have an excellent spirit. You want to be liked? Have an excellent spirit. You want to have a Sunday school class that when it's promotion Sunday, it's next week, right? And they're saying, oh, Lord, I can't believe it. We have to leave Miss Sarah's Sunday school class, and she's our favorite teacher. That's the way it ought to be. Instead of, oh, thank God, we finally get to leave Agatha's class. Man alive, she was a demon from Hades. So mean all the time. I'm glad we finally get promoted. Woo! They rejoice because they get to leave you? Just saying. Your spirit... Remember the ones that's made difference in your life? They've had an excellent spirit. They'll have a happy face. They will be like a medicine. Proverbs 17 and verse number 22. Let's see if it's still there. Seventeen. Oh, there it is. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. See, when you've got an excellent spirit, you're gonna be medicine. You're gonna be health. Man, when you come through the door, people feel better. You know there's a problem when you walk in the door and people are running out the back. Huh? Oh, yeah. It ought to be like, man, we're going to have a good time because they're here. Oh yeah. See, people ought to feel better after being with you. They ought to enjoy being around you. Somebody's got an excellent spirit. Man, they make an impact. They make a difference. They touch lives. You know, They. we was at a church in California, the land of fruits and nuts. <laughs> We was out there in California, and we had a big day for a brother, Casey Trudell. You know Casey Trudell. Yeah, we had a big day there at this church, Faith Baptist Church, Bakersfield. Man, they blew it out. They passed out flyers, and they promoted the Roundup Sunday and Camp and Dixie Dog and We had a big giant combined service in the auditorium, put everybody in the auditorium. No seats was left. They filled up. They were sitting on the floor on the altar, no aisles, choirs full. I had barely enough room to preach with Champ and Dixie Dog. 56 people walked the aisle Sunday morning to get saved, and they really couldn't even come forward. They just had to stand, and we had to pass stickers to them that says, I got saved today. And we passed cards to them. And then they filled them out and passed them down because they're Jewish. You could not, it was that full. So it was a great day. Buses packed out. KW says, daddy, there's a hundred people standing outside that couldn't get in. What do you want me to do? I just finished with Champ and Dixie's performance. And we were coming in, drawing the net with the gospel. I said, take them outside. We'll get some men to take these props outside and preach outside with Champ. Because KW could do Champ as well as i so i said take him out there and preach to them people they came to see the dog and horse preach so they took him outside he'd have preached out there had 20 more people got saved outside so anyway that it was a great day place was packed out they had like 989 people the church runs about 150 at the time so they had went from 150 to 989 people it was unbelievable god got in that thing Boy, it was this great, great time. Still talk about that, the record-breaking attendance of all time. Well, at the end, the buses thought they had everybody. It's a good thing for you bus workers and drivers to take the people home you bring to church. Good thing. They forgot, and they left behind a mama and her two kids. And she's like, where's the buses? And when she realized that she had gotten left behind, ooh, she wasn't saved. And that attitude was not saved. And them words that she was saying was not saved. But she was having a fit. And one of the church members, sweet lady, she come running up and said, Yeah, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. They left you behind. Them sorry, good for nothing bus workers. They just don't care about you. Oh. No. See, some of you are good at just like pouring gas on a fire. You're real good at stirring up the stink. Man, you're real good at getting things. See, some people stir things up and other people diffuse. She was a diffuser. Man, tell you what, Brother Chris, you want a church full of those kind of people. She went over there and she said, I am so sorry. She was empathetic with them. I'm so sorry. This is terrible. I promise you, they did not intend for this to happen. They got her some water, got her a chair, sat her down under the shade tree, and let her just air her complaint because and then after a while she calmed down and by the way both of her kids had stickers saying I got saved today and that worker says you know I see your kids got stickers saying I got saved you know what don't you want to be in heaven with them someday she just took that situation and turned it into a gospel witnessing opportunity and guess what that lady got saved out there Woo-hoo. Hey, thank God for people that will be like a fire extinguisher and they'll calm it down. And she, because of her spirit, was like a medicine and made a difference. Because, see, people that are easily offended, they the Word of God doesn't have root in them. They're, see, when you've got an excellent spirit, you're immune to offenses. Why do people are touchy? Why are people easily offended? Well, you're looking at me like you don't believe me look here and we'll be done Matthew chapter 13 turn here right quick before we go home Matthew chapter 13 in here summers Matthew 13 oh yeah there it is Matthew chapter 13 and look there in let's see here Matthew chapter 13 look in verse 20 here's the parable of the seed and the sower and in verse number 20, but he that receives seed into the stony places, the same it is here at the word, and with and with joy receiveth it. Yet hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by, he is offended. See, why are people offended? The word of God has no root in them. What it says. See, the seed being the word of God. The sower, Jesus. The different types of ground different types of people's hearts and if the word of god has root in you you won't be offended those people get easily offended Ooh, touchy 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 oh yeah the word of god has no root in them that's what will help you have an excellent spirit if you're rooted in the word of god hey last of all and we'll be done are you ready an excellent spirit by the way nobody's used to god without an excellent spirit you are no better of a Christian than the spirit that's in you. Huh? Listen to this. An excellent spirit will keep you from getting bitter. You know somebody that's bitter? Hmm? Proverbs 18, 14. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse number 14. Proverbs 18, 14. The Bible says the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear a wounded spirit. Who can bear, who can put up with somebody with a wounded spirit? See, hurt people hurt people. You got to get over it, you got to get some victory. And Daniel was hurt, but he had victory. Because of his relationship with God, he had an excellent spirit. And he was promoted, and he was preferred. I'm wondering, would the people that know you call you a Christian by the spirit that's in you? Hmm? Is the excellent spirit of Daniel in you? Oh, would God, there'd be an altar full of people saying, I want to have an excellent spirit. I want my spirit to get better. I want my spirit to strengthen. I want it to improve. I want it to make a difference. I want to be used of God. God helped me to have that. Look in Daniel chapter 6, verse 21, and we're finished. Daniel chapter 6, verse number 21. We see here how that an excellent spirit kept Daniel from getting bitter. Daniel 6. And it starts actually in verse number 16, when the king commanded, they brought Daniel and they cast him into the den of the lions. Daniel 6, 16, and the king had faith. He said, thy God, whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. Verse 17, the stone was brought and laid over the mouth of the den. Verse 18, the king went to the palace and he couldn't sleep that night because he was so stirred up about what he had been manipulated to do. And then verse 19, he gets up early in the morning. He runs out there and he had faith. And verse number 20, when he came into the den, Here's the king comes to the den and cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king said to Daniel, O oh, Daniel, servant of the living God is thy God, whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from the lion's. Then this Daniel said unto the king, Oh, king, when I get out of here, I'm going to rip your stinking face off. I can't believe that you would throw me in a lion's den. You sorry, good for nothing, low down hound. I'm telling you. He didn't say that. What did he say? He said, Oh, king, live forever. Now, that's about the best thing you could ever tell somebody. Hey, grandkids, you tell your nana and papa, Papa, I want, oh, Papa, oh, Nana, live forever. That's the greatest thing you could ever say. Let's say, we don't want you to die. We're not praying for you to kick out of here so we can take your money and go party. He said, King, live forever. See, then you could have been bitter. He could have had it because of his excellent spirit. He didn't get bitter. He knew there must be a reason. God allowed it to happen. You've been mistreated. You've been treated unfairly. You were cheated out of the will, out of the inheritance. You missed a promotion at work because another employee that was brown nose. You know, on and on it goes. Watch this. No surprise to God. And by the way, it'll come back on. And by the way, your spirit is going to take you to the top anyway. Daniel was preferred. Because, and he didn't get bitter, and the king used him, and he had an impact. Don't get bitter. She was on staff with me. You permit me, and I want to tell you this story, and we're done. I preached 30 minutes. My time is up, but I, I, I got to tell you this story. She, you, you, you all know her if you're from California. She was on staff with me at the church camp she was one of my best mvp workers she had such a good spirit she was a a team player and she carried a spirit about her she's like a medicine and if there was a job you needed done you could count on her to take care of it if a child threw up or had an accident she would be she'd volunteer i'll take care of it she was just such as a teenager her name was jolene jolene worked with us boy she was a exceptional person and a beautiful lady attractive not only in her outward appearance but in her heart had a beauty but yet her the backs of her hands were severely scarred and I always wondered what happened to Jolene's hands and I found out one day is that they're burnt because when she was three years old her mama had disciplined her and she wouldn't stop crying And so to get her to stop crying and to just take it a step further, she went over to the stove and turned on the eyes of the stove and grabbed the hands of her little girl and forced them into the flames as she's kicking and screaming, burning the flesh on her hands. Well, rightly so. The authorities found out and took Jolene away. She bounced around in foster care. And because of that, Windsor Hills Baptist Church in Oklahoma City still ran the buses still believed in knocking on door one of the greatest strongest soul-winning arms of the church is the bus ministry reaching out to those going into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in and no other tool is going to reach them like the bus ministry she was reached through that she came she got saved about six years old she jumped around from foster care homes but they kept finding her and kept bringing her back and they mentored her and they sponsored her and they put her through the school and god changed that girl's life and they invested in her she didn't have a mama didn't have a daddy grew up in different homes but the church family was her family and her home and she went to camp and they'd sponsor her to camp and man she ended up marrying david sloan or a great missionary family well, awesome awesome wonderful people and they were going to the mission field and she wanted to reach her mama she wanted to see her mama get saved and so she hadn't seen her mama, but like two times. She's about 20, 21 now. Hadn't seen her since she was three. And she said, I need to witness to mama. I want to see mama saved before we head to Russia. And so she got a burden for her mom to get saved. She prayed for her mom. She forgave her mom. And she knew her mom needed Jesus. And she met with her mama in Arizona at a Denny's they sat down they took in a photo album and they went through the photo album just to have it. can you imagine how awkward it must have felt he hadn't seen her since she was three she's early 20s now and she meets this lady who put these permanent scars on her who didn't want her and now they're sitting together at a denny's restaurant you can only imagine And they got there and they sat down and they visited and they talked for a while And they looked at the photo album And of course she was able to see that Jolene was very happy serving the Lord Quite a surprise for what she had expected The topic of most of her side of the conversation consisted of horrible things And a mess that her life had been because of the decisions she had made And at one point she looked at Jolene and she said I never expected any of my children to ever come back and see me I would have understood if you two would never come to visit. That's what the mama said. Jolene said without hesitation, I want you to know that I've never held any grudges or bitterness against you. I love you. She continued and said, And I've forgiven you for the hardships I've had to endure. Well, her mama was devastated. She couldn't believe that. How in the world, see, that's the grace of God. The excellent spirit that was in her because of her relationship with God helped her to forgive her mama and not to be bitter. A few moments later, she just stared in amazement and was speechless, David said. He said, wondering how her daughter, who she had given a lifetime of scars, could say this. I took the opportunity to share with her that it's only by the grace of God that Jolene could have this kind of sentiment about the entire situation. And then showed her a verse from that had been a big help to Jolene, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. After talking with her for a little while, They were able to present the gospel because of Jolene's testimony because of her spirit because of her forgiveness her mama was sweetly saved I got a picture here I wish I had time to let you look see this picture of Jolene sitting on the left side smiling real big with her arms around her mama who has prematurely aged because the scars of sin will prematurely age you. Looks older than what she is. And she's sitting there with a grin on her face. Just got saved. Because her daughter had an excellent spirit. They kept her from getting bitter. That's what makes the difference. Oh, yeah. They're on staff at Brother Trevor's church. David is the missions Spanish pastor I believe there and serving the Lord unbelievable testimony an excellent spirit may we be inspired to have an excellent spirit who is it you need to forgive who is it that's wronged you how is it you handle the unfairness comes through our life life's not fair May God help us, because of an excellent spirit, to strive and to be preferred, because they're the ones that make a difference. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcr.org.